Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. It's over. Dang it. It's over. The duck season's over. Deer season's over. Turkey season's coming. Hey, hey. But now all we can do is fish. Squirrel season's still going on, right? Till yeah. March? Yeah. March 6th? Yeah, quail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Squirrel and quail. Snipe season's over as of last weekend, right? Uh, it's not weekend close. before that? If not, it's close. Two weekends. I what? need to get back out there and try and do some squirrel or something in the afternoons. Yeah. Wander back up to Ocala. Yeah, but so we're here tonight to discuss what really now I guess has kind of become a tradition. It's going to be a tradition. Oh, absolutely. I guess <clears throat> it's got to be. And that's to go up to our property <clears throat> that we lease in Georgia and close out duck season in our little uh, flooded timber creek in the back. And it's always a jam up time. Whether we shoot something or not, that's <laughs> me, me and Bill put it on Sunday morning. All right, you know, we, one short of a limit, one short. But that's where uh, if you guys, follow I'll talk us on, about that in a minute. But if you guys follow us on TikTok, that's where Briar came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was cold. We that were sober cold. too, mildly. Yeah, for for the video, we I, was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was. I didn't have a yeah. drink all weekend. Not the whole weekend we weren't. But no, no. <laughs> that's because we had just got back from hunting. That's why we were sober. We were still trying to get the fire pit going. Yeah, because it was what like thirty five degrees or something like that. I think, I, I think y'all got the beer can. I was holding out of the trash. Absolutely, came out of the, it <laughs> came out of the bed. Yeah, it came out of the bed of the ranger. Oh, that's where it was. <laughs> like it was already empty from the night before. Yeah. So, we uh, tonight in the studio, you got me and you got Jordan. I'm here for it. Let's get to it. And Briar. Yes, sir. And uh, Hunter Rotarius of Florida Boy Outfitters. And he actually joined us up there in Georgia and filmed some of the hunt and the other shenanigans. He's pretty much a podcast staple at this point. Yeah. He's, y- you guys might have heard me at least once by now. Maybe. How many times, how many times have you been on the this podcast? This would be my third one. Fourth. Fourth. Four. Three. Third time in the studio, fourth time on. Yeah. 
Because mm. one time we brought you in over the phone and it was just have some, the oh, audio oh, yeah. I always forget about that one because I was driving and I honestly yeah. I was a little checked out, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were going to go. Hey, uh, I was going to uh, Steen Hatchie to go scalloping. Actually, yeah. I went there and watched it rain all weekend, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember here. how that how how it came down, but I I had uh, just trying to find some people to go out and message Hunter. I was like, hey, come to Georgia with the duck hunt. He's like, oh, I'll see if I can. And then he messaged me back like that day or the next day. He's like, all right, I'm down. Let's go. Right, so <laughs> so the, the story behind that was, you know how it is. Uh, one of those deer season's over. My, my old lady is not wanting to deal with me not being home <laughs> outside of November because I'm gone for like <laughs> 20 plus days in November. So I'm like, hey, what do we got to do this weekend? She's like, well, we're doing this or that. And I was like, oh, okay. Should I even ask? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I actually texted you back and was like, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I got something I have yeah. to do. Ten minutes later, I'm like, you know what, babe? I'm going duck hunting in Georgia. She's like, all right. <laughs> I, I well, I originally got the message to come, and like well, we don't know because I think well, it ended up Jordan was was going to go to Pawnee Woods Hunting Lodge and hunt deer like that week, the week after. Yeah, well, like we were Monday it, after. Yeah, I was supposed hunt, right? to actually. It was looking like I was going to go the weekend that we were going to be there. Yeah, so it was kind of up in there if we were even going to go. And then it got moved to I wasn't going to show up till Monday morning. So, and then I was actually told to show up on Sunday. So I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Well, the original reason we were going up there was because we had deer meat need to be picked up from the processor. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, well, it's the last weekend of duck season. Uh, let's do it dirty again. Do it dirty again. Yeah. Because the, the first, first year we did it. Yeah. That's where you got the under pressure outdoors drinking game uh, that we and the crew referred to as Nom Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I believe we played that up there too. We did, yeah. Uh, that's when we had old uh, Dirty D, yeah, Dylan Durden on the podcast because he, the Double D, yeah, he drove over from uh, the Savannah area and met us and and hunted with us that weekend because he had come over and helped us put the roof on the place and all that stuff and he was yeah. supposed to deer hunt and then he got sent over to Germany and all that other crap over there with the army and then uh, when he got back. It was just like, I want to say he was back maybe a month before the end of yeah. that season. And I was like, bro, you've got to come duck hunt with us. You put him in your old leaky neoprene waders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the leaky waders this time. So tell me, so when, what was the, when was the first time that you hunted down at that bottom for ducks? Man, so let me, be, hang on. Let me set the scene wait, first, wait, right? Yeah. Was that, was that the time I went? No, no. we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, set the scene first. In the summertime, there's like a small pond, and I would say it's what twenty yards across by thirty yards long. In the summertime, that's probably thirty, forty yards long in the summertime. Yeah, something like that. Doesn't really get any longer in the wintertime, but it gets wider, much because mm-hmm. it's only thirty yards long because that's where the opening is. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> You go down there in the summertime, you can walk out there, and it, it would appear as if maybe it's got fish in it. We've never caught fish out of it. Dude, I see them hitting. I, they're hitting the water all the I'm going to put a fish feeder down there. Got to do something. <laughs> I want to catch fish down there. But uh, 
So, but in the wintertime, that it's like a seasonal river, creek, whatever you want to call it, and it starts a flowing. And it can be anywhere from this year, it was about knee deep, a little more knee deep. Depends on where you're at. I was like waist deep. Were you? Well, yeah. you're short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So knee deep, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but well, last year, it was like, yeah. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like mid thigh. Last year, it was like, there were some spots where it was you were, titty deep. Yeah, it was titty deep. It was, it was pretty dang deep. And then I go back out in the summertime and it's dry ish ground. Yeah, I would say you were standing in zero water. Yeah, where I was yeah. Yeah. almost over my waders in the wintertime. So it's a wicked environment. And so go go to the first time. I know you were probably the first one to ever duck hunt down there. Yeah. I mean, so how it originated was uh, my dad had told me, and he was like, hey, uh, Dale's got this property because um, the property that we had had got pretty much annihilated by Hurricane Matthew. Just wasn't worth anything anymore. It was all planted pines. They were all, 90% of them were laid down on the ground. So he's like, let's go look at it. I said, all right. So me and him, you know, left. We were up in Georgia already that weekend. And so we left early on a Sunday and drove over there and looked at it. And we kind of rode around the property some. And then we rode down to uh, that bottom because I had, he had already told me where it was, and I was kind of looking at it on Onyx. And I said, I want to go look at this spot. Looks like there's a river runs through it. I want to see the river. We get down there, and I said, I'm going to duck hunt this. This is this is going to be it. And uh, that season we would hunted, and my dad's like, hey, I hear ducks back there. I'm like, all right. And I had finally convinced him because, you know, he said, this is a deer lease. He's getting... He's getting better. Warming up to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's warm. After he smoked those ducks in the morning, I'm sure he's all about it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one, well, we'll get into that, man. Go ahead. And, man, I can't. Honestly, William, I think me and you, just me and you were the first ones. I don't think I ever. It might have been me and Dad, actually. No, no, no. You're right. Because I did. I took my granny's 12 gauge down there and hunted by myself and just waylaid them. And then me and you hunted together. And then Briar came with us one was time. That, was that the time uh, when me and you hunted down there um, that was the photo for the podcast for the longest time of me no, standing no, no, there no, like no. waist deep with the squirrel? That, that was yeah. a different time. That was after I had hunted there. Yeah, that was after. Me and you hunted at that far end where Briar and Dad sat those past time. Hmm. I've hunted down there quite a few times now. It's hard to differentiate the different yeah. Yeah. times. But, and it was crazy because when I first started hunting it, right, you'd sit on the end that's real open where Briar and Dad sat, and then all the ducks would land at the other end. And then I'd sit on the other end, and all the ducks land at the other end. And I'm like, I'm tired of this. We got to build a blind in there. It makes it hard to put decoys in there because you can't. One, yeah. there's a current. We don't have a boat. And yeah. you don't have a small boat. You have to have something like that to toss them out. You can't just throw them out there because then you got to go swim out to go get them. And when it's 32 degrees, you don't want to do that. Yeah, when there's ice sitting on top of the, the water when you walk in, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can film from up here on the dry spot. <laughs> Where's my drone? Did y'all Literally. get cold at all? Um, I got a little chilly. I didn't really get all that cold. I was like, I was dressed for it pretty much. I got uh, a little cold. Well, yeah, you were also sitting in a puddle. <laughs> well, my feet were fine, but uh, inside the trash bags. Yeah, yeah. After 
I threw Belle out at your duck. Uh-huh. And then she wanted to swim back, and I was like, "Ducks are still flying. I'm not having this." I just picked her up and threw her on my shoulder, so she just leaked water all over me. Mm. I got a little cold then. But. Yeah, I, I didn't really get cold. I, uh, man, my headlamp kept me warm the first morning. The neon <laughs> green one. <Yeah. laughs> we're we're all talking like, man, the ducks are flaring. I think it's this and that. And then I look back and I'm like, Hunter, you got a neon green headlamp on. Let me go ahead and throw this out there. I am by no means a duck guy. I'm a, <laughs> I'm more of a buck a buck kind of guy. But um, after seeing those birds in the timber like that, I. I could see myself being really, really cold to see that every morning. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but you know, it really could have been a headlamp because the ducks weren't flaring until they got right on top of us. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, I literally told you guys when we got out there. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the L on that one, boys. That one's on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, well, me and Bill had birds flaring too, but I think that was my dog wanting. She yeah. she was not having. She was it calling them in. She you was know, not having it Saturday morning. If we learned anything from Saturday to Sunday this year, it was that uh, screw them. letting them land on the water, just shoot them when they come in. Yeah. Have at them because they're coming in there, and we're trying to let them land since you have kind of a like a a, a live bird, live decoy type situation where yeah. the, the birds are just kind of sitting out there in the water and bringing in the other birds that are flying over. Because God. The wood ducks that come through there, holy cow! Oh yeah, dude, I, there's over a hundred. There's over a hundred yeah. that come through every morning. There was easily the first Saturday morning. I think would we see maybe 40, 50 birds, probably. Yeah, and then Sunday, it's like I feel like there was three times as many, and they yeah. were in you know groups of six, seven, eight, nine, ten birds sometimes. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a magical little place to hunt. It is. It's pretty epic for sure. But I want to say one of my most memorable hunts from down in there comes from the first time we put we brought Briar down in there to hunt. <laughs> Nobody told me to bring waiters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you brought a shotgun. <laughs> well, he I was did. so he was at, at that point. We still had the lease in uh, East Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So he was over there hunting, and I'd come up with y'all to hunt Thanksgiving. And Briar was all by his lonesome self. Over there, listen to him piece. run dogs. Listen to him run dogs. So he brought the shotgun, not for birds, but he brought the shotgun so that he could load it full of buckshot. Oh, he yeah. carried in addition to his rifle. Because I used to yeah. do that too. Depending on where I sat, like if I sat on the big clear cut, I didn't carry a shotgun. I just yeah. carried a rifle. But if I sat back in the like back corner stand where I had quick cross shots, I'd carry that shotgun with me too. Yeah, and I just hang it on the tree behind me. And if the dogs turned towards me, I'd hang the rifle and grab the shotgun. <laughs> Got to be ready, man. But yeah, I had yeah. to tall muck boots on. That was about it. That yeah. was not. Does it help me? Help it wasn't me. that cold. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that cold. But that's go, not what it sounded like. So <clears throat> here's what happened. Okay, I was fine. Yeah, the temperature may I not was, have been that cold, but the water was that yes. cold. Now I was fine, and I was even okay when the water went over my boots. But as soon as it got close to the boys. That he stepped. He stepped story. down in that hole, and that water went up in his crotch, and he says, "Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me!" Like, help me. <laughs> so, so like I'd sink down in the mud, and you know, you all walk through it, so it's kind of like you got. You're not real sure your foot. It's hit or miss. Ooh. Got there, and I was like, "Oh, I need help! I can't move! <laughs> I need help getting out of here!" <laughs> yeah, me and you were like way ahead of him. All you hear is in the background, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" Help his me, voice me. went up. His voice went up about four octaves yeah. over there. <laughs> He was stuck. <laughs> he was, and he was not happy about it. <laughs> no, I, got, I, I was even like, okay, so I was fine until the water went over my weight, my my boots, and then 
It was like, all right, I'm okay. I can power through this. And then when it got that high, uh-uh. That was it. <laughs> so, man, I don't know. You're, you're 15 minutes in, and I got to tell you guys, you haven't heard the beer pop yet. Or did you crack one a minute ago? I cracked one as soon as we started. Oh, did you? I didn't even hear it. I must have been talking over it. It was like... Very, very quiet. Yeah. But the main reason you're not hearing it is because we've got... We are. We finally got the kegerator working properly. So we are sitting in here enjoying... Little Wakaiva Brewing. Yeah, some some Kolsch from Little Wakaiva Brewery. And Hunter brought gifts this morning, a bottle of Bullet Bourbon. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We've been enjoying that. There's We have... There's a bottle of Basil Hayden, a bottle Another of gift. Woodford all Reserve. All three are Reserve, yeah, and the bottle of a Bullet Bourbon. So we'll, we'll get to the Woodruff in a minute. Let's <laughs> say, so are we going to like announce this now? Like, hey, you know, bring your drink of choice. Yeah. Leave the bottle when you're gone, when you're done. Yeah, yeah. If you can finish the bottle while you're here, good Especially for you. if it has so a Don't cork. drive home. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, it has a real cork in it, we're all game. Uber, Uber. So, Captain McNutt actually brought the dang Basil Hayden last week, and that's a pretty good whiskey. There's it's half a bottle gone. So Yeah. Well, that like, was between what? This one. Four people. The the, the Basil Five. Hayden. It has a wood stopper. That whole thing is wood. It's not cork. It's wood. Really? Yeah. Is it really? Look at it. That's, that's wood. I man. think I like that sound better than the beer pop. The, uh, the top is wood. The bottom is like a like a is plastic, a, like a fake cork. Yeah. Let's see, see if I can get it again. Ooh. Is that better? <laughs> is that, that was more of a high. That's pitch. a new sound for you. <laughs> I'll pull it out a little quicker. Try to get a little more noise when I did it. But man, it's it's a. Uh, I never thought I'd come in here and see this many bottles of whiskey sitting on this podcast studio table. We need a shelf. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. Think about it. If everyone brought what, you know, not a big bottle, it's just a, a share. Yes, you know, okay, a share so here's, bottle. let me tell you what I'm thinking. This, I've seen this before. I think I saw it on TikTok. You get a whiskey barrel, like the age whiskey in. Yeah. And then every time somebody brings a whiskey, they, they bring their favorite bottle and they dump it into the barrel. And you mix all these whiskeys together and let it age together. And then every time somebody dumps one in there, you lower, it's got a shot glass on like a fishing pole. You lower it down in there, you get a little bit out, and you try it every time. It changes the flavor notes a little bit. That mm. sounds like a bad college party. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like back in the day when I used to get one thing of every soda from the... Yeah, but it's not the same if you're if you're using... Yeah, if everybody brings in the fair, it's like, yeah, my favorite liquor, Everclear. Be like, no, you're not dumping that in the <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, negative, right? But you I mean, if they a, bring something decent, like you know, Woodruff and this, yeah, you Woodford, you bring a good bottle of whiskey and you dump, you combine some Maker's Mark and some other stuff like that. Yeah. It would, it would make it would it definitely good. age in the barrel like that. Yeah, because you, I mean, obviously, you taste the different whiskeys. They one hundred percent have more of like a barrel flavor than others. Some of them yeah. do. So. Hunter, tell us what you thought from. Uh, I, I assume that's not your first experience duck hunting. Um, <laughs> my first experience is duck hunting. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was by far my my favorite, probably, because I didn't have to be there at 10 p.m. the night before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as what I would consider actual like duck hunting, like. You know, you guys scouted that spot. You went in there. It's your place too, which is cool. Like, 
It's not like someone's like, oh, this spot, everyone knows where it's at. You just got to get there early. Right. You know, like you guys did the, you know, all the, the nitty gritty, found the spot, you hunted it, blah, blah, blah. But it, there was something different to me because, like I said, I'm not a waterfowl guy. I've, I've shot ducks before. I mean, I've shot limits, blah, blah, blah. Nothing crazy, just ringers and, you know, a couple teal. But you get down in that timber and it feels like you're hunting. You're not sitting in a boat in the middle of, you know, you're, water you're, covered yes. in palm you're, fronds. You're like, hiding yourself from them. Yeah. And another thing that was crazy is, like, I told my grandpa, he's like, you didn't shoot none? I said, I had a better chance of hitting them with a tennis racket. Because some of them were flying so high or so close to you <laughs> in that timber. It's it's insane. But I'm telling you, Sunday morning was nuts for me. I was it was hard for me to get footage because I really wanted to shoot a bird. And I did shoot. That's not that I didn't shoot. I just couldn't hit them. <laughs> but But they come in there like rockets. Though, oh dude. man. Oh and, yeah. And like I said, I've shot some teal, but I've never had to shoot in timber like that. So I mean, you get you have to pick your spots to swing your gun and shoot. Like you have very small, you know, spots to shoot. I'm used to being able to, you know, two people in a boat. I could swing almost the whole boat, you know, in between. So it was, it was an experience, but it was one of those ones where it, it will make me want to duck hunt again. Yeah. I've duck hunted before and it's never made me feel that way. I'll say it's not one of those ones where like you see the bird coming, like it's, Inside the timber, and you better be ready to shoot within Safety seconds. Off, ready yeah, to rock. within mean, seconds of seeing it, you better have your spot picked out and where you're you, going to shoot it. That's that's why you got three shells. The first one's for the twigs, the second one's for the limbs, and the third one's for the ducks. <laughs> well, my, <laughs> mine went mine went twig limbs limbs <laughs> because I didn't I didn't have no part in hitting those ducks. Man. Like standing in in that like okay, I, I like duck hunting. I like duck hunting on the boat, but there's something about when you're standing in the water. You're standing in behind that tree, and, and you hear them wood ducks coming, because you can hear them. Some a lot of times, sometimes, not all the times, you can hear that the wings, or you can hear that two weed as they're coming through the trees. It's just it's something else. It's in its own experience altogether. I, I 110 percent agree. Oh yeah, and then my shotgun just kind of biffed on me there first morning. <laughs> it was, more, oh, it yeah. was more of like a like a. Like a bad fart, I know. man. Well, yeah, like, we're, supposed, we're supposed to like, boom. It's like, poof. <laughs> that, he, he, so he went to Waterwhack. Uh, Merganser. It wasn't Merganser? Yeah. And when he pulled the trigger on the 20 gauge, it just popped. The BBs barely crossed the 30 yards of hole. The BBs barely rolled out of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we, were, we were telling you not to shoot it again. We were worried like the wad got stuck yeah, in there. I checked the chamber and everything. Yeah. It was Good to clear. go, but it was a little sketch though, because I'm like, I'm like, here, take my gun. Don't, <laughs> don't let that thing. I don't want so, it blow up in your face. So speaking of like shotgun malfunctions, like Sunday morning when it was on, my first three shots, all of them clicked. I had, really, there was ice on the shells, man. There's enough, just enough ice on the primer so that the the firing pin hit the ice and not the primer. So hmm. that that's similar to what happened to me on the first birds that came in there. Yeah. So, except I, you didn't turn your safety off. Basically, no, <laughs> no it, the safety was off 100. percent I was ready to rock, but you were like, "All right, we're not letting them land this morning. Like, we're you know shoot them as soon as you can, as soon as they get hover over the water." I'm like, okay, okay. I got gun in hand. I'm not holding no camera this morning. I'm ready to rock, and it's like 
bird hits the water and I'm almost waiting. Like, I don't know why, but I'm waiting for one of y'all to go, you know, shoot him or kill him or whatever. I jumped up. It was like, click. And I literally shook the shell out of it, shot two times. And it would, it, the chamber was so slow because of how cold it was. It was free. And then go ahead and tell them what you realized after you. you oh yeah. Um, once what again, did you not once bring? again, I want to put this out there. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. no duck hunter. I didn't even bring shells. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't have any more shells. I, I shot. Well, no. The bad part is, I ejected the one in the water. The first one is in the water. It's gone. Like, let's see you. Gone. gone forever. Bow, bow. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I go to like reach in my bag or in my pocket to put more shells, and I'm like, I didn't even bring none. I'm like, Will, Will. He's like, God, you idiot. Get over here. It was the worst yeah. part about it was he comes over and I'm like holding a box. I have like a I carry all my shotgun shells in the yeah, bottom like of a my crayon box in the bottom of my uh, <laughs> shell bag <laughs> That's a good way to put it. or or the well it kind of is in the bottom of my uh, blind bag in a plastic. I have like a plastic box that holds the individual shells. Yeah, and I use that not because it's waterproof, but because if when you get cardboard wet, especially that thin cardboard, is garbage. It's done. But that plastic, you know, it can get a little damp, not enough to ruin the shells. But it holds up, right? So I, I hold it out, and Hunter like opens it up. It's like taking a shell, loading it, taking a shell, loading. It. I was like, "Take the whole box. The birds are flying." <laughs> <laughs> and I think I shot what twice, two more times that whole morning, something yeah. like that. But I, don't know. but I reloaded my gun, and we're shooting the same gun, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if I had the break-in period or not. I don't know if I totally believe in that or not. But so when I first got it, would not. Would not cycle two and three quarter shells target loads at all. Like it would shoot once and it would get it wouldn't even eject it all the way. So it started to really drive me nuts. But I put those duck loads in there and I went to shoot the first shell and it did the exact same thing. Click. And then I started to realize that it was literally freezing up like ice. <laughs> what kind of lubricant do you use on that gun? Um, I, I couldn't tell you. No more. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I mean, I spray, I spray it down. My dad sprays it down when he sprays his guns down. That's about it. Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta be pretty careful. Like I know, I sent you to Texas with you had CLP, didn't you? That CLP, but CLP's jam up stuff, dude. It's okay, right? It's but the right. problem with CLP is it works great in hot weather, and you can constantly add more to it when it gets dirty to kind of loosen everything up. And it, you can, it'll, you can clean your gun with it to clean, lubricate, protect. That's what CLP stands for. But when it gets cold, that stuff will freeze, and it turns to jelly. So if you're lubing your gun with that, just like it did for you in Texas, yeah. when it gets cold, it'll jam. So <clears throat> when I do my shotguns, like, <clears throat> I'm getting there now. I need to tear it apart and clean it all. And then I'll take, an, instead of spraying the lubricant directly onto the gun, I'll spray it onto a rag and wipe all the parts with it put it back together, cycle it, and be done with it. Yeah. So I don't touch it the rest of the season. I was going to say, honestly, though, for me right now, I'll go ahead and clean it with CLP. Oh, yeah, right now it's fine. I was going to say, because by the time I get to where it's going to be cold, I'll have already needed to break it down and clean it again. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, my shotgun got shot about, well, I shot four or three or four times on y'all's trip. Yeah, I think I might have shot it about zero times prior to that. Yeah, this <laughs> past year. <laughs> but I mean, we got to change that. So, yeah. so speaking of like lube, I use Lucas Gunnel 
on mine, and yeah. I will slather that stuff in there. It it didn't freeze on me. That stuff it almost it doesn't burn off. And like especially duck hunting, I've been I must soak my shotgun in that stuff. It repels water. I that time I went swimming and dumped the water out of the shotgun, and it was still no problems. You know something, else and it kind of beads the water up on it. Something else I discovered on that trip because we had seen the timber slings where I saw them first, but I yeah. made a couple. Just these little, like you take the uh, piece of 550 cord and you make a nice little thing that attaches to one sling stud on the front of the gun. You can hang it from a hook on the tree. Yeah. That's a gimmick. Yeah. It's Can't not, change my mind. I, I think I used the timber sling the first morning, and like I said, I don't have no experience prior, so this is pretty unbiased. I thought it was way harder to throw the gun up and shoot versus a sling. Well, I didn't think it was any harder, but what I did find is that there are times, like when I shot that that Drake and yeah. he landed and I went to go run it down to at first to make sure it wasn't crippled before you took Bell over there. Now I'm stuck wandering, holding my shotgun instead of being able to sling it because yeah. of a timber sling on there. So if you could do a timber sling, well, I mean, you're just going to use not your regular it. sling anyway. You should yeah. use regular sling. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, I mean. You can hang a regular thinking, sling from a hook on a tree too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I hung mine on Sunday morning, and it was. I felt like it was easier, and I don't have to worry about taking it off, putting it on, and all that, you know, jazz. Yeah, I just I would probably just leave my sling on there. That's why I didn't make one. I was like, yeah. But I also like just slinging my shotgun over my shoulder when I'm not using it. Yeah, because I've gotten to the habit of being able to snap something off my shoulder and shoot pretty quick. Yeah. Another thing, the tim the timber slings halt is uh, taking good pictures. So if you got like your gun across your back, you can't do that if the gun's hanging on the tree. Right. <laughs> so you yeah. had your sling on Sunday morning. I got some good pictures. Uh, yeah, me with the gun slung over my shoulder. Yeah, in a in a nice drake sitting on your backpack. I yeah. got you. Yeah. You yeah. kind of blend it in though. Because yeah. I saw. I think so, that I think that's what I liked about the picture. It wasn't like it was yeah. just like popping. You know. What you I mean? know it was funny. I tell you this: when I saw you post that picture on Instagram, it was like you like it was like hashtag Drake, and I was like. There's literally not a stitch of my clothing I'm wearing this Drake waterfowl. Why, why yeah. did he tag Drake in that? Like it's not. And then I'm like, oh wait a minute. And I zoom in. I'm like, oh yeah, that duck, that that Drake He's wood right duck there. is laying on my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, well, the first thing when I saw that photo, I seen it on Facebook too. I'm like. Those are bandit waders. You can see the big B from the bandit. That's the right same thing I got. Drake in it. I, I literally <laughs> just realized that when William said that that William had a Drake across his backpack. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean I'm not trying to be overcritical, you're Hunter, but I'm like, my first thought was like, why the hell? Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes the hashtags are just off the wall, man. Yeah, they might have nothing. Whatever do, works. Nothing to do with it. If I hit hashtag D and Drake pops up, I'm gonna click on it. I don't know. It might be Drake and Josh. It might be a Drake. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be. It'll be something. So we're trying the Woodford Reserve here. But Hunter, what were you talking about? What was I the whiskey? About? Uh, you were asking about the slow one, though. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I had a little, a little dapple of that last time I was here, and I've never had it before. Pass it. And I'm not much of a, you know, pour a whiskey drink and just sip on it on ice because usually that'll put me to sleep. <laughs> not, not because I want to go to sleep, but, <laughs> but um, I had one last time I was over here, and it was solid, very good. So. Slow and Low, I was introduced to Slow and Low by my wife's aunt's boyfriend at the time. 
and we were at his house in North Carolina and they brought it out. He brought it out. He's like, yeah, try some of this. And I, I wasn't, <clears throat> dude, I thought for the longest time that <clears throat> I don't like whiskey. Like it's just, I just don't like it. And then I realized after drinking some of that, that I don't like cheap whiskey. Cheap whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jack Daniels ain't worth it. <laughs> no, I can't drink Jack Daniels. Uh, I can mix Jack and stuff. I can say though that I would rather have some of that. What's that? Uh, what's it? Haven? Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. Basil, Basil Hayden. That's a bourbon. I would rather have bourbon over whiskey. That that's a rye. The Woodward, Woodford, Woodford Reserve. Woodford. Yeah. And that that's bullet, a rye. With, bullet's yeah. a bourbon as well. So yeah. it's got. That's what I'm saying. I think the bourbons have more of like a barrel flavor. Mm. Well, that's a different. Kind of that, that's a state line. Is all that really is. Yeah. Well, there's a different, like, but Kentucky bourbon, Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Uh, that's like. Uh, Isn't that like a song or something? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. It probably or is. right across the Tennessee street, whiskey state line. Yeah. Well, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and that just kind of turned me on to the real to realization that I do like whiskey, and I I sit there and drink. I'll go to. Uh, there's a Cigars International cigar bar down in Tampa. When I'm down that way, I always swing in there and, and then go in their humidor and pick a good cigar and go sit down at the bar and order an old-fashioned. And if you've ever, I mean, the slow and low's good, but to have a bartender take a good rye whiskey and make you a fa- an old-fashioned? So the old-fashioned, isn't that, that's an orange, an orange, uh, uh, like orange citrusy. Brown sugar, uh, navel orange. It all goes in the bitters. Drink, the brown sugar. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. A, little, then, a little bit. You don't get a lot of it. So when you make when you make a uh, you kind of muddle it all together in the bottom of the glass, and then when you when you make one, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll smoke it, right? So they'll light a piece of like cedar on fire, and then cup and it. then cut yeah cup it yeah. so that it gets the smoke in there, and that makes just mm, that's that's the finishing touch you don't get out of that slow and low, but it makes it pretty good. Pretty good old fashioned. Yeah. For just pouring into a glass and drinking. Yeah, I've I mean I've grown up around whiskey and stuff like that. Like my dad, he drank like a Seagram's and Sevens usually what they drink, but they've nowadays, you know, big ballers, they're they're bullet and whatever else they're drinking. Shout out to my dad and uh Clay Turner. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh yeah, usually, you know, I, I don't drink a lot of whiskey just because of the fact that especially when we're out around people and stuff, it makes me a little on edge, I would say a little meaner, I guess. <laughs> and I, I'm not a mean person by yeah. any means, but you know, you drink a couple of whiskey drinks. It's like, why is that guy staring at me over there at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> drink two more, and you're going. Yeah, is that a guy? so uh, it's more <laughs> of a, <guy. laughs> it's more of a hunting camp kind of thing. I do it with my dad and stuff, and you know, our members while we're hanging out up there. But I tend to sit down and uh, I'll have a glass of whiskey while we're in here at the stu- in the studio doing a podcast. I enjoy sitting here talking with you guys, having a glass of whiskey. I, I've got I'll grab one of the cigars out of my humidor, have a cigar. There you go. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing we've we've yet to do is smoke a cigar in here. I don't think I want to do that. I said I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Too much too much sound equipment. It starts smelling funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These microphones. You'd be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These little foam heads on these things would retain that like smell. Like why? Why oh, is yeah, it? Forever. It's been this thing in the deer sitting, heads, sitting in the back of someone's car that's been smoking every day on the way home from work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I do enjoy a good cigar and, and whiskey. What'd you think of that uh, that little bit kind of a brewery? 
It's pretty good. I mean, I, I I'm, to me, it tastes like a, almost like a Yingling. You is, know it, is it a light beer? It is uh, lighter, like a German Budweiser. Okay, so it's you know what it actually thinking now a German style that, Budweiser. You know what it really tastes like is a Newcastle. Hmm. Have you ever had okay, Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can bottle. Back that. yeah. That's that's what it tastes like to me. Yeah. Another shout out to my. So dad. what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy? You think about this? Is this right here? This is brewed in a, in a garage currently. Oh, in Wakaba. Awesome. In Wakaba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, would, I would drink in that garage. Wait, yeah, right. <laughs> we had him on um quite a few episodes ago. Yeah. And he brought in a bunch of beer, a bunch of different beers that he makes. We all had we, a good time on that podcast. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we sat here and we sampled like six different beers. He brought six little like thirty two ounce growlers. And they were all I'm empty about to buy some growlers from him for <laughs> boating season, son. Yeah, and drank his beer, and he had like a jalapeno beer. Oh, that just made me want to eat oh, such that's, a fat, cheesy hamburger. I was about to say oh, that. Yeah. That'd give me a heartburn just thinking about it. It wasn't. It wasn't like that, right? No. So it wasn't super spicy. It was just like you take it a drink, you're like this is beer flavor to it. Yeah, and then you when you swallow it, you're like it's almost yeah, like the aftertaste. Was, yeah, it's like yeah, oh, yeah. There's jalapeno in that. But it was really good. Back to duck hunting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't I talk mean, they about go together, duck hunting yeah. without beer. So yeah, yeah. Back to you know the other. <laughs> That's like people things. telling you that they don't sleep in the tree stand. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I don't, hey, that's the best part about tagging out or shooting a deer early. I'm like, yeah, I don't have to get up. I got 20 days to sit here at the hunting camp. If I don't want to get up, guess what? I don't got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> so I can drink more whiskey at night. So. I don't <laughs> That's what happened. That's why. That's why I let my son sleep in. Like he's sleeping in. Yeah, too, yeah. He's sleeping in. He's tired. So, but no, man. I I definitely see that being a tradition because, like you said, I love to duck hunt, but there's just something about being in that timber that just I don't know gets me going, man. Yeah. Listen, I don't. I don't want to be like all sentimental i guess you could say but that that being down in there like that will will make you want to duck hunt it will oh, make yeah, you want to sure. scout it'll make you want to buy a boat that you can get to places that you can't yeah. get to it'll make you do it all i'm promising but you. I, tell you, I only got to see it for two mornings <laughs> let <laughs> yeah me, let me tell you what it really what you think it makes you want to do is but do all that and then you you go out and you do all that you buy the boat you do this you do all this scout and you get out there and you sit in the boat and you go this sucks <laughs> yeah, I need to find a place. I need to find a place to stand in waiters. Oh, say I tell you, yeah. I do that every year because I go out and I'm just I'm I'm made up with the whole thing, right? So I I want to go out. I don't mind sitting in the boat. I love all that stuff. But come down to the end of season, I'm like, why have I not found more place to hunt out of waiters? Yeah, because there's a lot of people. You know, I know people say I hate hunting out of waiters, and I'm like, dude, I love it. Yeah, I, I, it just makes give, you feel. Give like me you're a reason. To ditch the boat and hunt out of waders, and I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I feel more like I'm hunting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, I do enjoy hunting out of the boat, and there's a whole different aspect to being able to like sit in a blind. Yeah, but cozying up next to a tree or in the deep bushes and stuff like that to hunt out of waders is a, is a totally different experience. I, so I like, came. Oh, you go ahead, go ahead, Jordan. I came to find out this past season that. Just being able to not have to captain a boat has given me because dude, I oh, hunted so much I, better. I hunted quite a bit this season. Yeah, but I hunted out of other people's boats because I got a lot of invites, and then 
when you know i'll throw decoys or help pick up but not having to worry about drive to pick up the decoys and all this other stuff i'm like I get used to this. He's like, this, this yeah. is where is yeah. that? Yeah. I need to find me a captain for my so, boat. So this is what it's like. <laughs> so this is what it's like to have a guide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being the guide, I'm, I've been the guide. Yeah, I, I'm the person that can go. Yeah, why wouldn't we see birds? Yeah. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Should have so, picked a better spot. You know, yeah. Speaking of being in Georgia, I like another element of the old timber was having the dog, and this has been my first season really hunting with a dog, and it's been great. Dude, she's she's become quite she's getting quite there, a fine man. nut belt. She's, she's a one hundred percent. That is my favorite spot to run my dog. I, I don't blame you. Don't have to worry about gators in there. It's cold enough. I mean, I'm sure there is gators yeah. in there, but like when we were there, honestly, it was so they cold. Can, they can work really good retrieves there too. And it, yeah, it gives them a lot of good work. Liberty, we shot five ducks Sunday morning, and she picked up six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah one fell off the like so. I figured out that little stump I was putting all the birds on. It, it only holds a limit. <laughs> <laughs> but one fell off and like started to float out, and I'm like, "Liberty, dead bird!" <laughs> she just out and goes and gets it. I'm like, "All right." But mm. that's that's something. It's just a sweet spot, and you're right. We do need to get in there and build a blind. Yeah, yeah. that would make it like so much better I, I do think you and i told your dad i don't know if y'all can do it but a, a dog platform on it'd be nice too oh yeah we'll we'll build something oh, yeah, we could put we, one i mean it's hard side, really yeah <clears throat> it's hard to hunt out there without a dog because you're otherwise you're swimming to go get them birds because yeah, like you, william said the current's flowing man as yeah. soon as that duck hits you got to get it picked up because yeah. it's gonna that one that away. you shot was don't that's why i had to that, yeah he shot it and it landed 20 yards from him and i was like eh, i'm gonna run my dog down there because <laughs> The next first, thing you know, it's one county over. Yeah. First thing I thought, I'm like, I hope he's, I hope he's dead, because if it's got any kind it of, it wasn't, kick, it's fixed to be gone. It wasn't because I, I was running down there with Bell as fast as I could, and then as soon as it started, it made a little flap in the water, and she perked up and saw it, and I just dropped on the water, and she right gone. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing for those dogs. It, it amazes me, and obviously all dogs are different and all that stuff, but how much they want to please you guys. Like, yeah. like it's just a natural thing. They will do, if you want them to run into a burning building, they're not going to think twice. They're going to go straight in there. Yeah. Like if they think that there's something in there that you want them to get and bring back to you, they're going to do it. It, it think about how cold that water is. I mean, <laughs> they know how cold that water is. I mean, it was 28. And, and, and like I said, we walked on ice. On, broke we, bro- ice. we broke up ice when we walked in there. Yeah. Like, sitting ice on top of water and it's not like the water is shallow (laughs) it was you know six eight inches deep but like i said it's just like they have no there's nothing they think about but pleasing you guys and that that's awesome it's awesome to see for me and that's i see i see that sometimes with my dog when i'm we're blood trailing and stuff like that and it's a team it's cool it's so cool to see you guys especially see those dogs work it's honestly it's pretty incredible so you really think they they genuinely don't mind it because you think after the hunt you you watch both the dogs were yeah. swimming around in it. Oh, they I were mean, playing it, around. It, like, yeah, like after we were done and we were packing up and like farting around, the dogs was all playing in the water and everything. And you know, we put those vests on them. You know that helps keep them warm. Dude, I pulled that vest off my dog and she was dry. Where that vest was tight to her skin, she was dry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and she had ice hanging off her neck. I had ice in my beard, and that goes a that goes a lot too for the both the dogs having double coats. Yeah, so the outer coat gets wet, but the skin of the dog is not wet. Yeah, 
like I mean, I, I seen my dog shaking it. I would check her, you know, to make sure she didn't get too cold. And she was shaking because she was so excited to be in there and hunting. She didn't whine at all Sunday, did she? No, because we was killing ducks, man. You got <laughs> look, look with, 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 with Liberty. You got to kill ducks. If you're if you're killing ducks and she's going and getting them, she's happy and she's not whining. But if you start missing or you let them ducks fly That's by, her pitching a fit. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna voice her frustration with you because either you're in the wrong spot. Or you can't shoot, and she's gonna be mad at you. Bell, Bell just wants Bell just wants Jordan to stare at her the whole morning. Yeah, yeah. that, that are, she's much. like she's like let me in your lap, let yeah. me in your lap, please let me get over there until you warmer. until you hear that. Yeah, and, and then she's like, she's I'm telling you, where's it at? Like my dog at the house, she'll be in your lap and loving all over everybody. But you put that e collar and that vest on her, and that's a different dog right there. She's a hunting machine when you put that on there. So tell us about your morning at the opposite end of the hole. Oh, because man. we killed what Sunday morning? We killed one bird. One bird. Man, me, me and Bill yeah. got on them, and we on Sunday morning, and, and we and killed five. They were on that. I mean, mind you, this is a difference in forty yards. Yeah, it's not that. Far. Oh, at least they could have shot us if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was. It was like so. The first few that came in, like I said, my first, the first three groups that came in, um, my shotgun clicked. And your dad was just on it that morning and was smoking them. And after that, I think I'm, I maybe missed one shot after that. Maybe no, no, I hit both of those birds that came in after that, and I was on it too when my shotgun was working. Yeah, if if my shotgun had been working, we'd limit it out. That, that was morning. Y'all were y'all were one bird shy of a limit. Yeah, one bird yeah. shot. They shot five. One bird shot of a two man limit. Yeah, yeah, for for us on our end, we we limited it out. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, Saturday morning, and I, you know, your dad was talking. Bill was talking. Like, man, we should leave the dogs at the camp and just go get them after. Go pick up the birds. And I don't know how we talked them into it. We took them out there anyways. We just we and, just do what we want. And Sunday morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sunday morning, Liberty was on it. He was impressed. That was, I think, that was the best compliment I ever had from your dog. Your dad was about my dog. Yeah. He was impressed because he's like, man, I really don't want to go out there and get that bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he saw a different side of Liberty when you were actually shooting ducks. Yeah. And you know, she you, was working and she was on it, man. Yeah. I think we, we threw a stick at one and I don't even know if we really had to throw a stick at it. And that was the one that it kind of fell behind your dad. I know she didn't see it because I didn't see it. Yeah. But your dad knew where it was. And I'm like, well, we'll get it later. We'll throw a stick at it and get her going to it. And it floated out, and I'm like, all right, well, the so so stick at it just because I could see it. And she might have, but it was one of those things that was like, all right, dead bird, Liberty. And she got after it, man, and right on it. I tell you, there were duck hunting was so much of that weekend, but my goodness, did we have just so much fun outside of even <laughs> duck hunting. So, uh, trying to shoot crows. The, the fair, <laughs> I was going to say, the nefarious, the nefarious activity that is crow hunting. Okay. Um, if number one, if you think that crow meat is gross, you are you've been lied to. Yeah, you kill them and donate to donate them to me. Yeah, send them to Under Pressure Outdoors. You send us a message. I'll send you my address and I'll pay for the dry ice and shipping. Um, they are delicious. Uh, and number two, I don't know if this is true in all states, but in the majority of states, I know Georgia and Florida, you can use electronic calls for crows. And if there is a bag limit, it is usually very high. It's like 15 or something close to that. I don't think there is one in Florida. I don't think there is either. But 
you you can go out and set up that electronic Jeez. call. Girl, I'm I'm going tomorrow and I'm gonna ask permission at Burger King and Apopka. <laughs> <laughs> can I shoot crows out of your parking lot? Like, dude? Hey, I I won't use a shotgun. It'll be an air, you know, like a gameo or something. I'll I'll take care of these for you. <laughs> uh, but so what we were doing is we were hooking my phone up via Bluetooth to the the speaker system in the Polaris Ranger and blasting crow and distress calls, which is all you got to do is play a crow and distress call. Get you a good loudspeaker, play a crow and distress call, and they will come from everywhere to yeah. help their buddy. And we didn't kill any because we're terrible. Yeah. I was about to say. We should have been shooting lead. They're also not yeah. dumb. Yeah, I don't no, think. they're not dumb. Because we're they would hit those tree lines and they were like, wait a second. Let yeah. me do a couple circles. And they're like, yeah, no. Here's the thing. If you will be patient enough, and you drop one of the first crows that comes in. If it's there's four or five crows, the other crows will stick around. No limit, no possession on crow. Love yeah. it. No possession limit. Love that. So the other crows will stick around, and you can just keep waxing away until they give up. Man. Unfortunately, we're outside of crow season, too. I know. It's mm. over. Darn it. Georgia has some sweet rules for that, though. No, yeah. we're not. This weekend's last weekend of season. So what are we doing right. Saturday? Yeah, right. <laughs> Blacks and crows, dude. Um, Georgia has some interesting rules, which we'll go over that after, because it's kind of there is a season, unless they're being destructive to your property, you know, crops stuff like that. Uh, it, it depends on how you view it. I don't think I, you have to have a, you don't have to have a permit. That's what I so. was I was gonna say. I I got that place in Georgia. And it's all farm fields, dude. There, I seem like there's thousands of them. I mm. I didn't never knew that crows were good to eat until you guys told me. Yeah. Straight up, yeah. I've never shot any, so I've never eaten any. But well, we're definitely willing to learn what's good to eat and what's not good to eat. I'll try everything. Once. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we chased crows all over that property, all over the place. It was just parking the ranger in the trees, hiding in the bushes, throwing coot decoys out on the ground yeah. because they're black, <laughs> and playing that thing crow call and every time we moved from one piece to the other they would always come to where we were yeah. yeah after about the third set they wised up and wouldn't get close enough for us to shoot at them i really yeah. thought we were going to get on them in those pines when we got down in there in the middle yeah. because i figured they would get low enough in those pines to try to see where the noise was coming from yeah I by I that think time, where we like, messed I see, up, I see all those white boys down in those pines. We ain't going down there. <laughs> yeah. I think where we messed up is we should have been trying to shoot them out of the tops of the pines. I, I think, uh, I think we, we could have shot. Lead. We could have. We could have yeah. shot a lot more times than we did because we were like, "Oh, they're too high. They're too high." But if we were shooting lead, we probably would have waxed them. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get out of that that uh, that mentality to switch from. When you sh most time when I shoot a shotgun, I'm used to shooting steel. Yeah. So my visual range when I look at something like that's too far. Yeah. Versus you know, shooting steel, that's too far. Shooting lead, you might be. You get right. another ten yards, ten or fifteen yards out of lead that you can't get out of steel. Yeah. And it don't take much to put a crow down. What you don't realize is how big crows actually are. Yeah. Until you get one in the hand, those are they're huge birds. Yeah, they're pretty big. About the size of a coot, really. Bigger than that. Pretty close. They got a lot more meat on them than a crow yeah. or a coot. I can tell you that. You're getting, you're getting probably 
twice the amount of meat off of crows you do off of like a dove or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're pretty big birds. But so, um, I haven't mentioned this yet, but so we went and shot some snipe two weekends ago, the last week in a season, whatever that was. We went and shot some snipe. Oh, thanks for the invite, bud. Yeah, uh, you guys were in Ocala. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So we were trying to shoot snipe. Yeah. My bad. But <laughs> so we went and shot, we probably shot 10 or 11, but there was a bunch of us. They've, they've been hunting pretty hard where we were hunting them. They were getting up a hundred yards in front of us, stuff like that. Oof. But, um, so I was told the other day I was talking to somebody and I did, I had no knowledge of this whatsoever. So snipe hunting is an old, like, um, like a folk, like a story. Like they used to make people. I think it originates. Tale, in, yeah. I think it originates yeah. in Texas, where they were like making them run around in the fields with like a white plastic bag trying to catch them. Listen, and you leave them Dude, out there. By I yourself, had never yeah. heard this Listen. in my life. So I told someone I was going snipe hunting. They started laughing at me, like, "Bro, that's not even funny." I'm like, "Dude, have you ever eaten one?" Nobody, <laughs> nobody ever took you on a snipe hunt as a kid. Absolutely not. Oh man, I've left more than one person standing in the woods in the middle of the night with a bag and a stick. Yeah, absolutely not. In a flashlight I, with dead batteries. They they yeah. told they told me that. And it was uh, it was my aunt's fiance Mike. He'll probably listen to this. That's why I want to throw him out there. But he's like, "Yeah, I just thought that was an old, like wise tale." Blah blah blah. And uh, and I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" So he like tells me the whole thing. I'm like, "Dude, you should try to eat one. Like you would never shoot a dove again. They taste fantastic. Oh, they're fantastic." <laughs> We shot one in Ocala, and we kind of diced it up and split it between Dude, everybody. So just kind of everybody get it to taste. Man, I was like, "Oh, that is that is delicious. It's fantastic." Yeah, and yeah. that was like no seasoning, just fried and bacon grease. Okay, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you guys, everyone else in the the outdoors, have heard of that because I had never had. And I'm like, "Is this actually a thing?" So, so I, I, grew, I grew up getting left snipe hunting. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> right. <laughs> There was a point in my life when somebody's like, "Hey, you want to go shoot some snipe?" And I'm like, "You're not gonna fool me, bud." <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't realize they were an actual bird that we could go hunt here. Yeah, I knew at one real. time that there there is such thing as a snipe, and I understood that they were a real bird. And I've heard that that's where the term sniper comes from, being able to hit a snipe because they aren't easy. They're to shoot. They're not easy no. to kill. No, they're not. Um, but uh, but. All growing up, man, that was that was like, yeah, man, you want to go hunt snipe? Yeah, there's there's these birds are about the size of a chicken and they're real stupid, and you can get out at night and would run them through the bushes and you just beat them <laughs> over the head with this club and throw them in the bag and you leave somebody standing in the middle of the woods with a bag, flashlight, and stick. Yeah, you're yeah. like, you go this way, we'll go that way. We're gonna run them to you. Yeah, and then you just walk away and leave them in the woods in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think one wow. time we left our buddy Eric. He was out there for. An hour and a half, we're back at the campfire yeah. drinking beer before he came back. Oh, man. oh yeah. that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> hey, he was in the middle of a state park surrounded by water. He couldn't have got that lost. Yeah, there, there was a trail, but he there were coons and stuff running to him, and so he thought that stuff was actually coming to him. Stop it! And his yeah, flashlight, his flashlight died. <laughs> oh no! That was back before phones had flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> That was back in the day when the camera phone, you're like, yeah, man, I got a camera phone. Flip. Like, whoa, wow. How about that? <laughs> it's got a half a megapixel? Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. That picture's not grainy at all. <laughs> so even after duck season ended, uh, for everybody else, Under Pressure Outdoors went out and sponsored the Emerald de Marsh youth hunt with Ducks Unlimited. 
uh, up here near us. And quite honestly, for what I was there for, it was a great event, dude. It, it was. Yeah. We went live from the ramp. Me and Jordan stood down the ramp all morning drinking coffee. Met some great people. Yeah, absolutely. Came live to you guys, and you could just hear the beat down to the four tens and twenty gauges. Oh man, going at it and, all morning. Uh, it was it was fun, man. I, I enjoyed just standing there and listening to the kids shoot. But Briar was a guide for a day. Yeah, no shotgun, nothing. Oh man, that killed not shotgun. <laughs> but uh, he 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 had a blast. Um, it, it was, I had a blast, dude. I was just excited to go on that, that hunt as I was opening morning and it, it was great. You know, I, I camped out at the ramp to get a good spot in line. I was fourth in I line. I say we, we came out and camped with you. Yeah. That <laughs> was a good experience. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was slept fun. in the truck. <laughs> Y'all went home, but I mean, I had a, I had, I had an absolute blast. I was, like I said, I was just as excited to get that kid out there and, and his dad as I was opening morning, it was great. Um, had a blast. The kid got some great, great trigger time. You know, I think both him and his dad learned a little bit from me. Not that I'm the greatest duck hunter in the world, but you know, you get somebody that's new and you've had a couple of years under your belt and you can give a few tips. Dude, I learned some stuff. So it was, it was great to have. I learned some stuff from Briar that I need to do. Yeah. Keith, Keith has been to probably almost all of our small game hunts pretty much yeah. and he comes to all our events he's got some dedication man. yeah he it. showed up and he brought his son out which it was great to have him because his son finally after all this time got to pull the trigger oh yeah i mean man he must have shot at a box of shells <laughs> he had a great time man. so what'd y'all get to shoot what'd y'all shoot at um a lot of coots man the coots did it right man them coots just slap i mean like you couldn't they landed right in the decoys. I was afraid the kid was going to shoot some decoys. And I'm like, please don't shoot Jordan's decoys. Please don't shoot, don't shoot anybody's. Shoot mine. <laughs> but, I mean, he had a great time. Did y'all have was, any ducks decoy in there? I, we had, um, I think it was a teal, actually, kind of come through. Didn't really didn't really get a shot off at it. But I was like, all right, coming, coming, coming in. Right by us, man. It was great. Uh, one landed just outside the decoys and kind of eh, if you that little 20 gauge he had but it was, that was about it as far we had so, like two ducks do it but that was about it i got Mostly to uh, i got to talk to his son after the hunt and he was like actually pretty excited that he finally got to pull the trigger i was really really hoping to get his first duck that morning i was really hoping i, I mean I, I felt so bad he didn't connect i felt horrible and I'm I'm really hoping they'll get to do it again next year. I'd love to take them. And if not them, I'd love to take another kid or whatever, man. Just come on. No, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take Rowland next year with that four ten up there on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Do it, man. It's a blast. I'm gonna spend the summer trying to find me some dang shells for it. And I gotta get it fixed up and running good. But he can he can shoulder and shoot that four ten, so I'll let him go out there and water whack or whatever he can water whack at and let him bring back a dang bag full of dang coots or that. whatever. Uh, okay, that's well, the best way to keep them interested. And yeah. now, now I'm. Th- this is none of these are my tips of the week. One first tip is practice. I mean, even you know, kids, you need practice. And, and I think that was a lot of just inexperience, right? I think that was a lot of it. I mean, the, the kid needed some range time, and just I think getting used to all of it, you know. 
Uh, another tip is if you're going to take your kid hunting with you, and I, I mean, you know, Keith was real good and made sure he was okay and all that, but bring that kid some caffeine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you need a little caffeine in there, you know? I mean, that's, they'd got up at one in the morning. That's that's the first stop. There. That's the first stop for me when I take Rowland duck hunting. Yeah. We go to the gas station right here. He's like, can I get donuts? I'm like, sure, I don't care. Can have a Mountain Dew? I'm like, sure, I don't care. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the, it, at five years, four years old, he's five, five years old, about to be six, that has got to be probably his favorite part about hunting in general, is that when it comes to going deer hunting, duck hunting, whatever, dad doesn't say no. Yeah. Can I have a Mountain Dew? Sure. Yep. That keeps him, like I said, sure. Nick, it gets, it gets, I don't obviously don't have no kids, but like just seeing younger kids and from when I was a younger kid, that's what keeps them interested. Right. When they're really young like that, that he could probably care less whether you shoot a deer or shoot a duck or do any of that stuff. He's just, oh man, he's I'm going to get that, with dad. Dude, I'm gonna get I, that donut with sprinkles so, in that mountain. Yeah. Dish, yeah. <laughs> I see myself in him, right? Because yeah. I wake him up every morning for school. And I wake him up at about seven o'clock for school. I'm up, I'm dressed for work and I go in there and I wake him up, but it's time to get up for school. I'm tired, dad. I don't want to get out of bed. And he lays there for 10 minutes and he finally gets down and, and dresses himself. He's ready for school. And, but when I go to wake him up for, you know, to go hunting, go duck hunting, especially five in the morning, it'll be dang three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, I roll up in there and I like get up on his bed. Honey, you turn the light on. He should might rub his back. He's like, mm. I was like, are you going duck hunting with me this morning? He pops up in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like, leave me. All right. <laughs> Don't leave me, Dad. Yeah. yeah. And I click the light on. He scrambles down, gets dressed. And uh, he's always super excited to get to go hunting. And I love taking him out hunting. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, I, I got to put it out there. We're talking about kids being excited. I got to put it out there for Ducks Unlimited, the Villages chapter. Oh, they put and, uh, it on, man. And Joey Lyon with, with Florida Duck Hunters, man. They put it on for those kids. I mean, they went all out. We had, they had, what, 16 oh. pork butts? So, dude, it was crazy. It was, that was insane. Good. Brought out a huge smoker. Man, they oh, yeah. put on an awesome event. I mean, every single kid went home with a painting. Yeah, a dang painting. A, six a, backpack, pack of full of, a backpack full of crap and duck calls. I can't tell you how many uh, hail calls. There was probably <laughs> 60 hail calls getting blown at once. All over the place, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing they gave him those calls after yeah. the hunt was over. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Joey knew the, what he was doing I know. One of, the, one of the dads was like, I was talking to him. They were talking to me about, because uh, one of the kids walked up. He's like, I have a boykin. We have a boykin, too. And they got talking. The dad's like, you guys ready to go home for a nap without the duck calls? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but man, they they put it on for those kids, dude. And those kids were having a blast. And let, let me tell you, the decoys that they weren't game winner decoys. Those, those kids were walking away with tangle free de- decoys. Oh yeah, they, a full they were six good pack. decoys. Yeah, a half dozen. Yeah, yeah. I looked at that pile of decoys. Like I told you that before, I sit there and said, "Man, in, I said, in I, I've never seen cardboard boxes like that stack so high." It was a fourteen foot wall. Yeah. I mean, fourteen by had to be twenty foot wall of the decoys only time i've seen cardboard yeah. boxes stack like that was mres man i mean they, they did they did an awesome job i'll tell you what Briar, when you came back with that uh that tan uh beanie on in the beard and the face paint you were you were looking very duck commander-esque yeah 
That's a heck of a that's a heck of a compliment. Right let me there. tell you. I, was like, I looked over there and I said, "Man, he looks like he's doing. He looks I, like he knows what he's doing. Too bad he doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I had that tan beanie on. That oh, okay. So Saturday, um, I wore a different hat when we was in Georgia, and Sunday I wore the tan beanie. So that's my new duck killing hat right there. That tan beanie. All right. <laughs> I'll have to try it out. I got one of my own. So uh, that that's that's where I'm going. Is I'm that to, I'm gonna have to buy one. I don't care how I don't care how hot it is. The beanie might get rolled up some more, but let me tell you, I'll send you a link to the the their the military issue style beanie caps. They're comfortable too. They are comfortable as crap. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't need a, I don't need a beanie. I got an under pressure outdoors beanie. I'm gonna take my tan and have one. it have it embroidered. Do it, man. Right. Let I got a green me. one, but they are comfortable. Listen, and and I will wear a beanie. I I like beanies, and even when it starts to get hot throughout the day, I'll roll it up and wear it like a yarmulke. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. But but let me let me explain my reasoning behind why I decided to wear the beanie Sunday. Well, so duck hunting, you're always looking up, but you got, I got a hat bill in my way, and then my hat, and I'm always adjusting my hat with that beanie. I don't have the bill in the way. And I just love it, man. Well, I can tell you why the bill's in the way. I'm looking at you wearing a hat right now and it's shading your well, eyes, but you look at my face, it's not shading my eyes. Yeah. It shades my it, eyes if I look down from the from it, the light. It doesn't matter if it's up there. You wear your you hat know. so low. Well, I got a small head, so it just yeah. happens. I, I tend to uh I t- see I wear like a regular toboggan style cap because I will pull the toboggan over my over my hat. Yeah. That way I still have the hat bill. To block yeah. the sun out. That's yeah. why when Briar's like, "Man, why, why you don't fold your bills?" Like, I just get a hat, and I might actually even fold it a little bit flatter. But I have a small head, right? So if I fold a little bit flatter, notice how it's not in my eyes. Yeah, right. I can wear a hat deeper, and if it's a little flatter, it's not in my eyes, but I still get shade on my face. I would like to tell you that I don't wear a hat deep for a specific reason, but I don't wear a hat deep because I physically cannot wear a yeah. hat. Yeah, you, you got noggin a head. Yeah, I got a big old noggin. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, that's that was the reason behind the beanie. And if the sun's too bright, I just wear sunglasses. Yeah. Listen, I gotta do tell you one thing bad about trying to get pictures and stuff while you're duck hunting. It's like Hunter's like, "Hey, get her a picture of me right here." He's like, "Hey, you you got that camera? Get get her a picture of me over here." While I'm hunting, I'm taking pictures. We're not hunting, by the way. Yeah, this yeah. is way after. This is after that. This hunt. is when we do the, yeah. the post hunt photo shoot. Yeah, but they were still like, flying. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Get absolutely. a picture of me and dang three wood duck. Yeah, right down like duck, right duck, 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 duck. And Hunter's like, what? what where? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a shotgun? It was. At that uh, time? It was hanging on the on the hook. Oh yeah. <laughs> Daggum timber sling. See. Fails again. Anyways. I'll do it to you. So, so, so back to some of the things I learned from the youth hunt. And also, most of, all of us, pretty much when we're duck hunting, we stick palmettas in going up, right? Well, if you take some and you turn them the other way and you stick them at the bottom of the boat, it helps hide the boat and break up the shape of the boat a little bit more. I still picked your boat out. Yeah, I didn't do that that time. But I'm like, I'm going to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. No, we were, we were standing there on uh, the ramp with binoculars. We picked you out. When we, you, I mean, you, we picked more Briar. We picked out everybody that was hunting. When you, yeah, when you but, think you have enough cover, you don't. Add some more. more. I tell you what I did I mean, figure out. Although I will say uh, where we were sitting, like you could pick out a pile of palmettas, you know. 
pretty easy. <laughs> you ran almost yeah. straight across from the ramp. Almost, yeah. 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 And I, there I was another you, boat like right in between me and the ramp. There yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw right him. Yeah, he was out in the open. He was waxing. Um, yeah, and I wasn't. Oh, yeah, he, he was laying it down on him. <laughs> we yeah. watched him. I watched a kid water whack a duck out of that boat. Dude, I literally was, saw the splash and heard the shot. I was, Joey kind of let me down going there, I think. But, I mean, anyways, the kid had a good time. And, you know, he, he got, some, got a lot of trigger time. I'll say that's another thing with hunting out there, though, too, man, is uh, that spot, you know, last weekend could have been the axe. This yeah. Weekend, yeah, I don't think. That's true. Changes yeah, I don't think that, that Joey sent you to something he knew was a bad oh. spot. He sent you to something that's worked for him in the past, and it just didn't work that morning. Yeah, I mean. The old it, gar hole. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, you know what? Gar's good meat, too. Yeah, I'll say I'll eat some gar. You send me. You got a gar hole. Holla at me, son. <laughs> yeah. I'll make some gar balls. Even Briar, who doesn't like fish, ate the dang gar Dude, balls. Dude, and they were good. But, I mean, it may have been just that morning. I don't know, but. We had the cooks coming in. Kid got to pull the trigger a few times. It it was a blast. And uh, like I said, I was just as excited to go on that hunt as I was um, opening morning. The only way it could have been better is if I had the dog with me. But there ain't no way I was taking my dog in there. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that, that's we one seen, of those places. Like- I, I'm surprised because I've only seen two gators. And both those gators were at least eight foot. Oh yeah, there's some giant. There's some if not giant bigger, there's some there. giants out there. That's like I was telling my wife today because we were talking about the youth hunt uh, before we started the podcast. And we were having dinner, and I said, um, you know, the place Emerald of Marsh, an eight foot gator. That's a little one. Yeah, absolutely. I said because if you guys are on Facebook and you're following anything that goes on in Florida, last year there was a video of a gator coming up eating a duck, like a dang twelve footer. Yeah, that was in the marsh. Yeah. There yeah, was that was like absolute, a fourteen. That was like a thirteen, fourteen foot. Yeah, gator. there are some absolute dinosaurs, dinosaurs out there. That's because they don't let them hunt it. Oh yeah, yeah, can't hunt it. So or let Griffin. They just lay up in there and eat, grow. Oh and yeah, the dang bald and eagles eat. out there stealing. Ducks. Okay, so let me tell you, I talked to um, Dave from Light 'Em Up Adventures out there, and the two number one duck thieves out there is bald eagles and gators. Yeah, he's like those gators are trained. They come to the sound of the shotgun. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna throw it out there too. Light him up, adventures, man. David Cosby, good dude, good yeah. dude, great guy. He'll put you on him. But you guys ready to roll into the tip of the week? Uh, oh yeah, I'll this this it is out. this is the shortest episode we've had since we started season three. But I think our listeners are. I'm actually prepared for a shorter one. I'm actually prepared for the tip of the week this week. Well, Briar, you're going to lead us off then because I am not. I mean, I'm sitting in your seat right now. Oh, so, I got one. Yeah. I'm good. All right. So my tip of the week is, you know, you take somebody out hunting and a lot of times they'll offer you gas. I turn them down anyways. And and this time I, I turned them down. said, no, nah, no, don't worry. For the gas, gas money. For the gas money. And I get home and I look in my passenger seat of my truck and I find a bottle of Woodford Reserves in my, the passenger seat of my truck and I'm like wait who forgot this in my truck because there's no way I got this but uh, thanks Keith I, I appreciate it and now it's sitting here on the podcast studio table with two other bottles of whiskey mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, if you come on if it's a guest bring uh, bring some bourbon and whiskey we're about it yeah, yeah. or bring your I, I would say no Everclear Beverage of choice. <laughs> yeah. 
You can put Everclear in here, but it's gonna it's <laughs> believe me. It'll be here if when you, you come if back. If you become a return guest, it'll still be as full as when you left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So So that's my tip of the week. Turn down the gas money. So uh I'm gonna go out there and say, because man, I've done it so many times at work and, and, and you can relate it to other things, but I'm gonna go ahead and relate it to my hopeless nicotine addiction. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you how many times that I have gotten to work and I'm like, dang, I left my can of dip at home. But you know what's in my work truck? The backup. S- spare cans. All right. So whatever you can't live without, keep spares in other places. Well, that goes on the principle of uh, one is uh, one is none and two is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I keep, there's plenty of things I keep spares of uh, um like for example bug spray what well, bug spray yeah right? but every backpack that i have that i use for something has an emergency blanket a tourniquet and a lighter in it i have Fair there's enough. one in my blind bag there's one in my hunting backpack there's one in my my bag that i packed for um the swanee river trip it's all there and that stuff is cheap like you're talking you take an emergency blanket, whether you, so here's the thing about an emergency blanket. You don't necessarily have to cover with it. If you use an emergency blanket to build a lean to in a shit, in a crappy, in a shitty situation, right? Where you're in that survival situation, you got to stay warm instead of covering with it. If you can build a fire and you build that as your roof to your lean to, and you put it behind you, you light the fire, it's going to heat in. It'll reflect heat onto you. Yeah. So, there's a lot of things that can be used for signaling, yeah. and they're cheap. Three, four dollars at Walmart. Yeah, mine are packed up in either in their original container or in a plastic baggie. So I try to carry that. Other signaling devices, and they're they're lightweight. So, Hunter. All right, my tip of the week is to take the hunt. When some someone reaches out to you and throws you out the idea of you getting to go on this hunt that you've never done before. I don't care who's coming into town that weekend. Tell them they're going to have to come back into town another weekend. Go hunt. Enjoy it. You will you might experience something like I got to experience down in the timber with these boys. It was honestly a super awesome experience, and I could have very easily said, oh, man, well, I'm busy. Don't get don't get caught up in all all of your responsibilities and things of that sort. Go hunt, enjoy it, make memories, have fun. Yolo. You know I, I'm I'm gonna steal this one from Hunter. Uh, that he even I can't believe he missed this. This is tip of the week. Uh, but the public's chicken. Man. Oh man. <laughs> man, we didn't even touch that. How did that not get talked about? Yeah, I don't I know. I, that I, I I literally talked about Publix chicken. First of all, on the ride up, I I'm used to riding up with my dad and my dad's like He brought a whole I'm chicken. Not, I'm not you. stopping. I'm not stopping <laughs> to get food. Like eat before you get in my truck or blah blah blah. My whole life. So like I hop in the truck with Briar on the way to Georgia and I'm like well, I thought I was going to be riding by myself, man. I got a whole box of fried chicken from Publix. <laughs> and you know about that chicken, y'all. If y'all are from Florida or Publix, Dude, you know I, about that chicken. i tell chicken. you this. Hang it's on. Before you, before you go further than that, I so in the Army has put me in, in Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, and, and now I'm back in Florida. 
every state I lived in had a Publix. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So I was never too far from I'm, the Publix I'm telling chicken. You, I, I had that box of chicken, and you best believe that almost everybody that was on that trip ate a piece of that cold chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have had ice on it, but it was good. But uh, it, as far as the Publix chicken goes, man, snacks? Got to pack the snacks. Fire. Yeah. yeah, I tell you right now, there is Find not a doubt juice. in my mind that uh, the good Lord above us blessed Publix with uh, the right to make the best fried chicken. I don't know who Mr. Publix is or the founder. I might not be Mr. Publix, but I will tell you this. That man had his chicken down. Down pat. Yeah. I worked for Publix <laughs> once, and I, I still can't tell you. No, nope. I did too. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals, everybody. Yeah. That's that's good fried chicken, and dude, they're chicken tenders. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything from mm-hmm. Publix is fire, strike fire. But it, back to that, it's it's just snacks, whether it be beef jerky, Publix chicken, yeah, anything Sna- you can eat cold. Yeah. Publix what is chicken sna- is probably is cheaper than beef jerky. During I guarantee it is. <laughs> you can probably get a, a a whole Publix chicken for the price of a small bag of beef jerky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you I think, think gas think, prices uh, are high? Beef jerky prices are outrageous. I think rotisserie <laughs> chicken's eight ninety nine. Mm. Yeah, $8.99? cheaper yeah. Ba- cheaper, cheaper than bag small bag of jerky. If you get a decent ba- size bag of jerky from the Handyway, it is eleven fifty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. At, at the minimum, a one pound bag of jerky is like what forty dollars, thirty forty dollars. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start selling deer jerky. <laughs> Well, before we let you guys go, if you have not already bought your tickets to the second annual Crawfish Boil, buy them. There's a link on it. in the podcast description to the Eventbrite page, and uh, we're gonna the, the whole boil is the, the giveaways are to benefit Ten Can Outdoors, and those guys they they, they were at the youth hunt too. They were, they, but yeah. they they introduced the healing powder of the outdoors to the veterans and first responders. Oh yeah, so. The money from the giveaways is going to them. We're obviously going to be giving away like we always do. There's going to be a cooler full slap full of whatever we can fill it with. I say, and, listen, uh, I, I got a email list in front of me that is just now starting. And it's, it's got, it's got 40, already. it's got 40, 40 different people. I mean, forty different companies on it. We are just those. Those there aren't just companies. They are if we if we named off all the brands you have on the email list, you know every single one of them. You know every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And there are some. They're 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 slowly trickling and get back to us. So we are working on just making some awesome prizes for you guys to so raffle. You buy your tickets to the crawfish boil, and we will send a man all the way to Louisiana to buy crawfish caught the morning he buys it to drive it all the way back to central florida for us to boil it the alive. next morning alive mm-hmm. they none go of in that the pot crappy, alive. none of that crappy chinese dead crawfish frozen mm-hmm. crap this is the good stuff they're going in the pot alive cooked by a coon ass himself love yeah. that same one same if you were there last year same cook same cook. cooking them. he did a fine job did a great job. We invited him back. Yeah. Because he knows people in Louisiana. He knows his crawfish. He's born there. He's an all right guy. He's he's pretty <laughs> decent. <laughs> but uh it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. We had eighty five people, 160 pounds last yeah. year. I would yeah. I would love right now to have to go and buy 
300 pounds of crawfish. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. And listen, like he said, buy your tickets. You see the event, There's right? A, so Put it on your calendar. Buy your tickets because we are basing the amount of crawfish we buy off the amount of tickets we sold by the time we get to where we need to buy crawfish. Yep. Not only that, there is a limited number of tickets. Yeah. Once we reach the number of adult tickets, that's it. I'm not selling more tickets because there's only so much crawfish we can we can bring back in a pickup truck. So buy your tickets now before they're gone and then bring some cash to get into the prizes. I mean, we've been known to give away stuff like uh, brand new bows. A bow. Yeah, so. set up too. Oh yeah, it was, oh, it was fully up. rigged. I think the Cameron even got fully arrows, rigged, all of it. Fully didn't rigged, he, he got, got everything. Set up, yeah, he was ready to go. Did yeah. he kill a buck with it? Too? He did. Yeah, killed a buck with it. Yeah. So, if you're not there, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. Listen, we are. It's not guaranteed, but we are working on tr- getting some names there too. Trying, trying hard. I'm going to write a letter to Donald Trump. Do it. I don't know if he's going to show up, but uh, if he he's going to write me back, and I'm going to frame it and stick it in the studio. It's just going to happen. But uh, we'll see what we can get. But yeah. until then, we'll catch you guys next week.